Welcome to the PDR Workshop Podcast, where we provide information about the paintless dent removal process, anywhere from the best business practices, tech tips, and even tool recommendations. Don't forget, you can always join us and engage with the community during our live show every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome to the PDR Workshop live show, episode 65. Can you believe we've done 65 episodes of this? That's crazy. It seems like yesterday we just started. <laughs> I know, right? Hopefully we've been adding tons of value. I think we're getting better and better at this. I think well, so. At least I'm still late. <laughs> like, <laughs> Nothing's but, new there. I mean, hey, we're 65 episodes in. Hopefully you guys have been joining uh, up to now. And this episode will be... About technician, what is, is it the technician or tools? Uh, which one actually makes a great repair? <laughs> I think we got a lot of insight for you guys on this one. Um, but I want to thank our sponsors for allowing this show to be, uh, to happen, which is Blem Tools, Deckcraft Tools, and Mobile Tech RX, guys. So if you want to support us, you want to support the channel and what we're doing Please head over to uh, any one of those um, vendors and support them. What's up, Boz? I haven't seen you in a while. He hasn't been on here in a while. Must be just he's just listening. So if you can, guys, go ahead and give us a thumbs up before we get started. Uh, that really helps out. Also, if you can share on social media, that'd be great too. Uh, really appreciate. We want to get more and more people a part of this uh, engaging show. And if um, they miss the live show, they could check us out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So we just been doing so much. We forget to even <laughs> promote it. Yeah, all. exactly. So uh, if any guys are wondering, we are on uh, all the podcast platforms, at least all the major ones. So we got Spotify. We have Stitcher. Is it Stitcher? Okay, and then we have Apple Podcasts and then Google Play. Yeah. So we are on every last one of them, um, and we are going to be linking the PDRWorkshop.com uh, um, website to the to our podcast. So all you have to do is literally just go to PDRWorkshop.com. Here in the next few days, we'll be linking that up. So thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, we greatly appreciate uh, all you guys' support. We see there's about 20, 30 people in the, in the chat right now. So we're going to be going back and forth, me and Dave. Um, but the one thing about our show is that uh, we want it to be engaging. So if you have any questions, guys, please feel free to answer it in the chat. Me and Dave both have our chats open. So I know last time we might have missed a few. Uh, so we're trying to eliminate that and get to every question that is answered. Dave, I said a lot. Do you, need to, do you want to say anything? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you pretty much kind of said it all. We do want to you know, thank the sponsors. You can find us on our podcast as well. Uh, any questions you do have, PDR-related, business-related, you can ask in the chat. Uh, and every Monday, we do a live show. Uh, and today, the topic is the technician or the tools uh, that make a great repair. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> we kind of went over this morning. And <laughs> after today... Um, <laughs> Let me say, let me like for this morning, I was dead set on one way. I was dead set um, saying it was one. After today, I'm kind of on the fence if it's one <laughs> or the other. Um, I know it's it's they kind of go hand in hand. Um, and I, I, 
when I first thought of this, I said, you know, I think that a lot of technicians blame certain things on crappy repairs. Right. Uh, these tools, they don't work, you know, this or that. Yeah, and, sure. and so uh, I'm like, oh, well, I'm, for me, it's like, well, it's not the tools that make the repair. It's, you know, it's the tech. It's the tech, yeah. Um, the tech is in control of the tools. So uh, this morning I was dead set. <clears throat> Uh, throughout the day, I was actually going going through the day with one of our trainees, and um, the lack of tools, I guess, or the the type of tools that he used compared to what I use. I didn't want to use any of mine. I have my set. We've gone over what I use and what I'm comfortable with, uh, but I kind of wanted to use someone else's whole arsenal and see what they have going on, um, and... <laughs> It was it was a long day to say the least. So, so let's go off of uh, beginning of the day. I think we both agree that it was the tech, right? That yeah. the tech um, makes the um, makes the tools, right? Yeah. And I agree. I have a yeah. I agree, hundred percent. I told you I was gonna play kind of devil's advocate and kind of you know get the conversation going. But you had an experience today, like you said, with one of our trainees. What 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 was that experience, Dave? Like what? <laughs> Kind of preface this whole thing before you get deep into what happened, I guess. Well, I mean, just so we, I, I had planned to go with, um, you know, one of our guys here uh, throughout the day. It's been pushing for a little bit. And so I guess, I don't know if trainee is the right word. Uh, it is one of the technicians that we do kind of currently have on board, but just in a transitional period right now. So it's still kind of just on the fence. Um, but, you know, my job today was kind of just to see how they run their normal day. I, I wasn't going to kind of butt in really at any point in time. I was going to kind of just observe um, and just take a just up on the rooftop approach on the of the way. Just I was kind of just with him that day right. right today. And so, like I said, this morning, I was dead set on this topic and it being, you know, the technician is in control of the tools. The technician decides how. Uh, they push and they pull and they, you know, manipulate the metal and it's all up to the technician. That was and the technician can actually bend tools. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, but it actually can really you can manipulate the tool yeah, in a way right. to, to make it work for you. So exactly, so. Um, you know, they're not they're not just like proprietary and it's one thing. A lot of these tools are malleable and you're able to actually move them around to fit the certain repair, the type of you know wherever you're trying to put it in, um, you know, whatever panel you're trying to to repair. And so I was dead set on on this one way thinking, I guess. And so throughout the day, uh, through a couple of the, of the <laughs> a couple of the repairs that we did today, um, I then decided to say, "Hey, do you want to fix it or, or do you want me to?" Because I was getting kind of, I guess, just bored, just kind of sitting back. And it's mm -hmm. been a while since I pushed, and I really want to get back into the swing of things. So I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, "You're gonna push that one, or you, you know, do you want me to do it?" And he's All like, right. "Oh, well, I kind of want to see how you do things." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool, no problem." <laughs> so so we're going through you know we're going throughout the day whatever we get to this one vehicle and i said all right i need this 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 and this and uh he's like all right well let, let, I need, you know this is over here i got another tool over here i said all right you know hold on let me just go to the back of your truck and let me just start pulling stuff and kind of figure out what i need to get so i start just grabbing what i know i'm gonna need and i'm like hey where's this do you have this oh i don't really have that i'm like oh well do you have this something like this oh, i don't really have that either i'm like okay do you have this <laughs> well i have this you know and just kind of like you know if i go to your toolbox it's gonna be yeah, different yeah, you're gonna, gonna be, be asking me right. what i what i have in mind if i go to any of your guys's toolboxes you know we're all gonna be asking for certain things because we like certain things on the you know, when we repair cars. And so <laughs> my tool selection was limited, uh, for the damage that I was working on. <clears throat> and 
I then just realized that like, oh man, <laughs> matter. like I, yeah, like tools. <laughs> yeah. Some of these tools are kind of a necessity. They're not just yeah. an option. Uh, and so <laughs> that's where, you know, when, when I finally came to you later this afternoon and I said, man, I really don't know about this topic tonight because I was really dead <laughs> set on one way. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then just throughout the day, my mind kind of changed and I was just being a little more open and, and then just really came to realize how important uh, the tools are that we use um, to our craft and, and how right. important they really, um, how, how easy or difficult they can make our job. Yeah, exactly. I was getting ready to say that, you know, tools can, you know, add time or actually save you time depending on which one you choose um how about can tools make a cleaner repair i say yes i was using the heck out of cold glue today and you know uh glexo is what we use here um uh, but it's sped me up for one and i think you just get cleaner repairs and i think we could actually work out all the lows from just pushing but you know it's kind of like you wouldn't start a, a a kind of a bigger dent with a sharp tip just because you have all that cleanup time so yeah. uh kind of like what cold glue did for me everything kind of just popped i got 80 percent, maybe 70 percent of the dent up and then all i just had to do was tool the rest so made it very convenient to go to that tool first and you know i know you had a long day but my day was pretty easy <laughs> Maybe because I had all the tools, I guess. You know? It's always been easy. You got the shop. We've talked about this for the last 64 episodes, minus this one. How much, you know, for compared to a mobile tech and a shop tech. But yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, yeah. You're but right. realistically, yeah, I think that I, I don't. Having the tools that I usually have, I know what I need and I know what I have. And I know that everything that I carry works right uh, for some of the most difficult repairs that I've had in my career. Um, I have really weeded out what I need and what I don't need uh, in my truck and in my just tool cart. Today, uh, just riding around with another technician that didn't have as many options as I typically would have in a just a tool kit or a tool arsenal, um, and then trying to use those tools, the, the limited selection on just certain repairs today, it really came... Uh, to show that, you know, having a good set of tools, really maintaining your whole tool um, kit, your tool box, your, your, all of your PDR tools, mm -hmm. uh, staying on top of the latest ones that are going to really help your job out. Uh, understanding that, yeah, a lot of the tools that we do carry or, you know, with us are redundant and they are repetitive, but the different lengths do matter. They actually come into play at certain points in time. Um, having a ratcheting handle compared to not having one is a huge, huge deal. And so, uh, there were, you know, instances today where I'm like, man, I really wish I had, uh, this certain tool. I yeah. really wish, you know, I had this on hand. Hey, do you have, you know, uh, this certain double bend with the interchangeable, uh, not, you know, I have this one. I'm like, oh, well, the length's not long enough. So, I mean, what I noticed, at least for me, sometimes I forget. I didn't mean to get no, you're fine. Job, but sometimes for me, you know, if I don't see it or I don't know, if I, if I just don't see it or see the place that I normally put tools, then I just forget that they're there. So me having the transit, it allows me to have those multiple uh, points of entry. So I have, a, you know, the, the DeWalt T-Stack. 
And I know what's in the DeWalt tea stack. I know I'm gonna put all the little small little tips, the little knockdown, all that stuff in that. And that's just the stackable set, that's right? With drawers, set, yeah. And they lock and. Yep, and I know. That's you DeWalt. Know, my big. That's a DeWalt. It's called tea stack. I, I remember think, you yeah. bringing that out. Yeah. I think two years ago when I visited for Hale. And I saw him bring out this stackable DeWalt set. Yeah, it's just it drawers. It's, it's just nice. drawers. Yeah. Um, they come in, I think, three tiers. And they also it also sits on this platform that rolls. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really nice, especially if you're going to be on a complex repair, either for that day at a customer's house in the yep. garage or something like that. Or if you are maybe on a hail job and you're going to kind of maybe need to, to run back and forth. Having this three-tier DeWalt set was really nice because of just the height and the amount of space you have. Yeah, because um, I, I have a glue pull in drawer, which right. has extra alcohol, extra glue gun, you know, a little corded one. So it's like the, the, the fail safe for me. Glue tabs that, you know, are they're kind of big, you know, just a, literally a big box of tabs. Um, and then I have the buffer, the buffing, which obviously has some sandpaper if need be, has different uh, clean uh, microfibers. Um, it has it's a S-T-A-K. I think it's how they spell it. But it has a microfiber. It has all that stuff in the, the buffering one. You can label it, obviously. Then you have the tips. Then I have like a dent dowel one where it has all the little accessories that the dent dowel has. Um, and then at the bottom, there's like a bigger container. That's where you're my bigger, um, uh, the, the bigger heat gun and then the extension cords and stuff. Anyway, all of that just makes the job so much simpler when you can bring those tools type, those tools in. And then labeling it for me helps me out. Um, and then I can remember what I have because there's rods that I kind of forget. I guess the rods I really don't. I mean, you don't never you never forget the rods that you have though. No, like you always know. Like where's that red handle? You know, because of your curve. PDR tools, it's different. I think than your <laughs> yeah, accessories. The accessories, yeah, I, I agree. But yeah, you know, um, you know, being on like you said, Dave, being on top of them, ordering the stuff that you know that you may lose. Uh, unfortunately, Dave lost his glasses. You know, sunglasses <laughs> today, so. So it's like you're always constantly losing stuff, you know, stuff. We're always on the go. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, I think tools matter, man. I'm, I'm starting to it's, – it's, what do you think a percentage of – I mean, I mean, we're all artists. I guess an artist needs to have – if you're a painter, you need to have different paintbrushes. I mean, so – Yeah, I, I that, think – yeah. I mean, because, yeah, as a technician, you're in control of the tools that are in your hand. But for what we do – um, I really think, you know, and the same thing as like a mechanic, right? A mechanic's going to yeah. have all the, the metric set and the SAE set or whatever it is, however, vice versa. They're going to have, you know, uh, all the different deep sockets. They're going to have the shorter ones. They're going to have, uh, multiple, uh, you know, redundant, repetitive sets, but they're all used for certain cars and certain repairs that they're doing as well. So I feel that, you know, we actually really need yeah. the same. There's a reason why Dentcraft sells a set of whale tails because you need the, the 10 inch, you need the 20 inch, you need the 30 inch, you need the 36 for certain vehicles and certain repairs. You need those multiple sets of tools yeah. um, and those multiple lengths. And so just really realizing today that uh, sometimes that, not having the correct tools will make this uh, job a lot, lot harder. Of course. Um, you know, and I would like to call myself a proficient tech. You know, I mean, I know what I'm doing out here. I know how to manipulate the metal in a For correct sure. way. And and not having the proper tooling really did slow me down, you know. And I, made, I was able to make do, but 
I don't want to just make do, right? I just want to, yeah. I want to be prepared yeah, for the be, job that yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, and do and know when I walk up to a customer's home or I'm going to greet that customer that, you know, when I'm looking at that damage, like, yeah, I have a tool and I have everything that I need to go ahead and repair that for you and get that, you know, it, get it working. Yeah. Yeah, get exactly. For you. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, Dave. Um, let's ask, I think there's some questions. Um, you've been exposed to the VIP knockdown. So, the version one versus the version three. What are the noticeable differences? Which one do you like? I think we, we uh, just ordered so, up. <laughs> so I actually, I remember, I, I don't know if you meant 2.0. I don't know if there's a 3.0. If there is, I don't have I it. That's the one that may have the interchangeable tips. Ah, uh, okay, tips. okay. Uh, got it, got yeah, it, got it. Yeah, there's yeah, the three. Mm -hmm. So I've gone, I've messed with the version one and the version two for the VIP knockdown. When the version two came out, I actually didn't like it. I've gotten used to it. Okay. I really, really enjoyed the first version of the VIP knockdown. I loved how it was super thin, super light. Uh, it actually just connected well with the Dentcraft hammer that I use. I use their standard okay. aluminum mm -hmm. dent, their, their hammer. That's yeah. what I use. I know you use a heavier hammer for your yeah, repairs. Yeah, the blending more so. Or yeah. Turn um, the head off I know a couple yeah. of guys that use a snap-on hammer, which is a very heavy hammer. But I use the lightweight aluminum Dentcraft hammer. Their standard. I don't even know how big it is, 12 inches or so or something. Mm -hmm. I use that with the standard 1.0 VIP knockdown. I love that combination and the way it just hits. It sounds. It just it feels right. Uh, at when the 2.0 came out of the VIP knockdown, I really enjoyed it as well. I kind of just had to get used to it being a little bit heavier and having a, a, a wider head up top. Because it has a magnet on it, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, and it has okay. that wider like hitting surface area. So it doesn't roll too. So Correct. It has, okay. I got you. Yeah. Get so there you. are some ergonomics in it that actually are like useful for the, the knockdown itself. But uh, it did take a little bit of getting used to for something having so light, like something so lightweight in my hand yeah. to now having something because that that transition was huge. That that small little change with the head on top that doesn't allow it to roll mm -hmm. adds that little more weight. You're getting used to something it's, that yeah, it's a little different. That's yeah. you know something new. It's going to hit different. It's going to the way you're going to hit it is different. The way how much power you're going to use when you're actually putting it up against the panel is going to be different. Do you see how Mike actually uses the blending hammer? Have anybody, have you noticed that he's pretty much kind of like pushing the metal more so than just knocking it down? He's always sliding it and hitting it multiple times. It's not a, you know, kind of knockdown driving it into the, into the um, panel. It's more like finessing it, kind of moving the metal. Around. I haven't noticed that. Yeah, actually. Man, I've, I've noticed that on all his knockdowns. Um, the, I mean, way, knocked, the, yeah, the way, the way style of knocking down. down. And it's sometimes you'll get the, the one, the direct two, hit. Yeah, right. The direct. But then a lot of times you get the, kind of moving that. Yeah, so anyway, it just made me think about, uh, the question is, you know, why do you like the metal knockdown versus the plastic ones? Cause when I go to knockdowns, I tend to go with the plastic ones. When I do use a knockdown, but more majority of the time I'm actually using the blending hammer. And if anybody ordered the blending hammer, uh, we had a little issue with the shipping. But if uh, if you ordered, you got my email. Everything is still on track to get sent out to this week, uh, and I'll keep you in the loop um, about uh, about that, guys. So we are still working on them. I got like ten at my door as a backup. So yeah <laughs> i got a I question for you i do have a question here for you only because you actually have worked with both i have limited but um someone's talking about a portable light a limited uh version two but it's not in stock uh the version three is a little expensive and i completely understand okay uh and then he's also thinking of the 18 inch stunky uh stucky but he's you know kind of on the fence so <laughs> i got two things and i, I can't wait to come over to, with a, just a comparison video because i think it's now needed uh now so 
if you are in windier climates, uh, a guy was like, the Stucky just cannot work in a windy climate, which I understand. Um, it would just be so much easier uh, with the limited. Now, probably the version three. I don't know where he was from. I think he was out in uh, San Diego, L.A. Mm -hmm. I just don't know where he was. He said, man, it's so windy where I'm at that I love the Stucky because it just stays. And I'm like, I didn't even think of that. You know, that the wind would have an issue. Yeah. And yeah. You know, you can move the Stucky light freely. It's just so e effortlessly you can move it. Uh, and if you're on a windy day, that thing's going to be flopping around. Yeah, and, yeah, man. You know, so I was like, wow. So if you're outside a lot, I mean, like 90 the majority of your work pairs. is outside. Yeah. And then the the version three, at least, has a has a little bit different output. And I may not be correct with what I'm saying, because I think it's all about the lens, though. And For I the limited, the version three. Yeah, the version three, I think, has a has more output. Got it. So outside, like on a white car, you're going to enjoy that, that more output than than the Stucky. But I think the Stucky, the lens are they, they have a new version of the lens. And I think the lens actually uh, kind of mute the um, the light source. Uh, yeah. So, it's still a toss-up yeah, for you? Still, or do you want still, them to wait man. for your review video? I mean, I want you to buy what you want, what you need. Uh, but, man, I mean, I like certain features because the Limited has the option for the uh, Medusa stand. Mm. So, I mean. That does make a difference. It makes difference. a difference. Now, the way I use the Stucky light is in my go bag. So those quick repairs are all Stucky. Uh, a lot of the bigger repairs, I like it because I'm constantly moving my light with different angles. But as far as like making sure the repair is done, you know, you know, at my standards, it's it's more of a Pro PDR light, which is probably going to be switched up to the Stucky hail light. Now, didn't you say and before for, starting with one and finishing with one, you do one with one and then do one with yeah, the other? Yeah, so I've been. I mean, starting with Stucky and finishing with a limited because a limited allows more detail. And I think that's just pure lens. Got it. I think the lens is just different. But again, Stucky had re redid his, you know, his lens lineup uh, about, I think, about a year ago. And I just happen to have the old one. But if yours have like if you have a carry on bag and stuff, then I yeah. think the Stucky is going to be so much better. It's so much lighter. But then it goes down to the batteries, too. So if like you have a bunch of Makitas or DeWalt's. You gotta buy a separate battery for the Stucky light. It lasts long. It to me, it lasts all day. I mean, for what I'm trying to do. But when it goes out, you, you I only have one battery, so I have to plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it is what it so is. So yeah, there you go. I mean, I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's I kinda, that question, man. There are pros and cons to both. Yeah. I have had limited. Price. I've had limited use with the Stucky yeah. light, and that's only actually I think working with you here uh, for a little bit of time. A couple weeks ago, a couple months, um, I was able to actually use a Stucky light like. Yeah, actually use it on a repair. Um, I had one or two instances before where I actually came across it, but a limited since it first came out for me, it just works. I've never had an issue. Customer service is great. Mm -hmm. uh, if there is an issue with the light itself, but I mean, from version one to the version three, I don't have version three. I think I only have the two, but from one to two I've, and for the eight years that I've actually used a light and uh, a, led light it's been a limited for me and and i have no issues yeah you know i can't say anything bad about my lights um i've dropped them i beat my tools up i'm very aggressive with everything that i use and i put it through the paces and day in and day out 
it just works for me. So uh, the battery thing, everything I have is Makita. It works for me. I have multiple Makita batteries. Yeah. One is always charging everywhere I go. Uh, so I always have one on deck. The Medusa stand uh, or the adapter for it does make it nice to put it on a, um, another, you know, for uh, farther away or whatever I need it for. For me, it's a limited, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I would, I would probably, you know, if, if that's your only light. Yeah. Like if you have a board, then you know you'll probably be very, uh, very you know well off with a limited light. Uh, but the limited light does have some flaws, and the flaws is the move the movability of yeah. it is, is just off. I like the way a board moves, and that's what I get out of a Stucky. And I mean, and <laughs> I like the lightness of a Stucky. So I the suction doesn't matter, and it you know the suction that. Uh, that James had, I had, I don't have the version three, two, like I don't have the new one. So you, it's like another process where you have to turn off the suction cup and then pull, you know, pull it you off. You can't just rip it off and like you want to. Limited, I mean, with the Stucky, you could just boop one hand and the pump is different. Like the, the actual mechanism is only like a two pump. Okay. That's it. Like a pump and a half. So to kind of reattach it, it's like, I'm still staring at the dent and I just kind of not like just move it without like I'm still focused on my eyes with a limited, you almost gotta break your train of thought and then move the board. Move it. All right, cool. And then all right, it doesn't work, and then move it again just an inch, you know. It's like I never have to move the stucky an inch. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's always like there. So I don't know. That's that's <laughs> And it I mean it kind of ties into our topic. Is it the tool or <laughs> yeah, the tech, you know, that makes the repair. I think it and that's yeah, I think it actually <laughs> speeds me up. Like I think the stucky light will speed you up if you know how to use it. And I think it's the it's the it is the light that they use for all the like the Dent Wizard guys and stuff like that. I mean, it could be price because it's like two hundred for a limited. Oh, it's a limited that yeah. they use. Okay, so I know it's like two hundred dollars cheaper than a limited light, the Stucky light. Okay, you know, so, so that could be maybe. a factor as well. Yeah, so you almost can you know two two lights for is the is the Stucky light bright? He works outside. I will call uh, Carl. Let him know uh, what Does I have. He has different lenses for it. Yeah, he has different lenses. Okay. So let he sent me the light, um, and I don't know what lens because I only have one lens. So I will call him and see if he has any better lenses. A clear and or something. Tell him it included in your uh, order. He said he had a few people that uh, called and wanted my exact same setup. Uh, if you work outside a lot, then I think he, there's an outdoor lens for him. Yeah, uh, but I've dropped that thing. I've had any issues, and the suction cup seems to last longer. I'll tell you that than the limited. Uh, mine's still going strong, so yeah, I don't know what he's right, talking right, about. Well, <laughs> I I don't like I said I don't tried and true no issues yeah. zero issues. Two uh, great companies, man. Really, I mean, just like for hard, me, it comes man. down to price, personal, pr and like it comes out <laughs> either price or personal preference at that point. Yeah. One is more expensive than the other. Um, there are options with both. There's pros and cons to both. So kind of yeah. personal preference. I don't even think it's about price. It's just personal preference on yeah. whatever you deem is going to be better for you in the situation. If you're uh, outside more as a tech, then, you know, maybe one is going to be better than the other. If you're inside more, um, if you're working on complex repairs, if you need a wider uh, field of view than just a small 18 inch, like, and it's very thin, you know, there's pros and cons to both, but yeah, uh, I think a Peter, lot of the guys here. Yeah, Peter's I think a lot of guys here. Light, so uh, Peter is like a very, very good tech. Um, yeah. So, you know, 
Yeah, I'm sure everyone. Yeah, I'm sure everyone here in the chat also has their own personal preferences, preferences as well. So um, I like to see the chat going. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of hard to like. I think when it comes to lights, it's definitely kind of personal preference. Uh, But when it comes to the rest of our tools that we use to repair, um, I don't think it comes down to personal preference. I think there are some necessities that every technician needs to have. Uh, I did kind of find that out today. Uh, that there are just certain things that we should have in our arsenal. Um, and I think you've made a couple videos on it. The top 10 tools techs need to have. I know multiple other techs yep. have, have made their own videos as well as what they deem necessary for a technician to have. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does that make a great make or break a great repair? I believe it can, honestly. Okay, yeah. um, after today, I thought it was, you know what? It's just the tech. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, however, yeah, you they left use- your tools and where'd you leave your tools in the truck? Yeah. Yeah. So you were, yeah, we were switching out vehicles, <laughs> de-wrapping one, rat, getting another one wrapped and stuff like that. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a step back today and I'm going to go ahead and ride around with one of the techs. And then, uh, just, you know, using someone else's tools for one is always just different. Yeah. I did it on Friday using Chris's tools and I'm just going everywhere in the back of so, his truck he's got a go bag he's on a card he's got three <laughs> different places he has tools and i'm like hey where's this where's that so that's always just so difficult you work with one of the techs and you work with my uh my setup yeah i had everything though you just for the had, most part yeah but it. like yeah okay all right some so. guys are just more organized than others i like to yeah. call myself pretty organized when it comes so to my what, tools organization from one to ten for me what what, what am i <laughs> In your shop where you're actually working, I'll give you like a, a good like eight. Eight? That's pretty your good. truck, I'm on the other hand, five. I'll give you like a f- three or four. Um, so, <laughs> oh man, this is pure I laziness on your way. part, I though, think because the truck you're stuck. is eight, and then the, 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 the shop is re- it's just pure crazy. laziness on his part because he's stuck <laughs> at the shop all day and not in and out of the truck like some of us over here. Talk to Manny's PDR who's going around oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah, California yeah. all day out of that <laughs> transit. I know his stuff's organized, yeah, yeah, anyway. Man. Yeah, and Manny has a lot of tools. I've kind of watched his Instagram and it's like, wow, I need to go pick up that. Yeah, he's always getting new stuff, you know. Yep. But and a lot of these texts here, you know, a lot of these guys that we have in the chat here are awesome guys, and I know some are probably more organized than Chris you know, as well. Yeah. But you know, it, that will make or break or repair or the tools you have uh, in that truck or that cart or that shop will make or break or repair. And I really just came to find that out today because I was so confident that it's not the tools that it's the technician. And um, having some of the tools that I had in my hand today did make some of these repairs difficult um, just because I know what I'm used to was I able to get the job done. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was able to get it done. It did take longer though. It was very difficult not having what I would deem necessary uh, for a technician to have, you know, and, and that's okay. You know what I mean? It's like, and cause these tools are expensive. They're not cheap. You know, it's yeah. not a easy, cheap industry to get into. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things that I hear, at least from body men, uh, man, the tools are so expensive. Well, yeah, but your, you know, $20,000 snap-on box with, you know, 80 grand worth of air tools. And there's the same thing, right? You invested in it, but you just can't get on a payment plan like you can with snap-on. And some (laughs) of the fastest guys in the buy shop do have a a bunch of tools. They're not constantly going over there to ask her, you know, and the ones that have the the good tools, the tools kind of break, you know, they found the good tools that they, they really like to, or they have three or four different sanders. Yeah. I mean, investing into their, into their craft, investing in what they do. And that's what we need to do as well as techs really just invest into, to what's really going to work for you to make these repairs. Great. Uh, cause 
you know, I think we've talked on a couple other shows as well. Just having one or two tools, having, you know, one rod here and a knockdown, you, you can't just, th- you this can't isn't it, yeah. something where you just have, um, you buy one set and set it and forget it. Yeah. You know, I think you really need to piece between a bunch of the companies uh, that are out there. Uh, Dentcraft, our sponsor being one, Blend being another, another one of our sponsors offer great tool selections. Yeah. Uh, there are other companies as well that I think, you know, really have great tools and offer great tools uh, for us as PDR techs, but we kind of, you, I guess, need to take it upon yourself as a tech to really hone into what you're missing, maybe what you need, uh, maybe going online, diving a little bit deeper instead of just scratching the surface a little bit and diving into some videos on what what people are offering, what information is out there for us, and you know, in the just the tool realm as well. well I mean, what I used to do, what I do for the techs now, um, is basically when they have a complicated repair, I always ask them, okay, draw out the most ideal. Uh, tool for to get that job done quick and if you know if there's something that i see that i'm like oh okay well that's what such and such offers go on their website and and, and order it but that's what you have to do you're kind of yeah, that's why you were probably frustrated like i know i have this triple bend and it's going to give me <laughs> yeah. that reach and it's that perfect length and you don't have it you know so um, yeah <laughs> but ideally you're thinking about the best tool to actually get that repair done yeah. with the tips and different options and stuff like that i guess Again, have options. That's that's also you know key. In, yeah, in be better, like better safe than sorry. Just right. I mean, rather have more tools than less. Than, and than less, yeah. Than, uh, yeah. I have a tool that <laughs> I bent all up, and it's just for the Macan uh, door right there on, on the rear doors. Just it, right for the body line. You can barely. You can't. I mean, uh, the brace. There's a brace in the middle of the door, and you can't even get that curvature right. It is. You have to make it perfect, and you have to have an ultra thin well tail. And have an ultra thin well tile that just keeps that curvature. Just for the Porsche, Porsche Macan. Just for the Porsche Macan. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. So had to buy. Literally, I made that tool. It took me, oddly enough, it took me almost 30 minutes to make that tool. After sticking it back in the door, contouring it, sticking it back in the door. Once I got done with the pair, I was like, you know, I'm just going to order another one and keep that tool the same way. So just so I don't spend the extra 30 minutes working on that door again. And I do a lot of Porsche stuff, so. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our spill with uh, tools. And I mean, do you want to touch any more? No, I completely agree. <laughs> no, I no, I think we're good. I think um, you know, like invest I, in your craft. Yeah, that's, like that's I said earlier today, I, I was definitely thinking one yeah. way this morning when we talked about this, and then uh, later, just actually throughout the day, I completely uh, made a U turn and you know said, you know what, I think our topic tonight. Um, I'm going to have to change my mind on what, you know, how this is actually going to go only because of my experience today. Yeah. So, um, I want to answer this question quickly. Uh, he said, I only found all warm version too. So I don't recommend all warm lights. You need the cool light, the white light, at least on either in the middle or the ends. I like it on in the middle. Um, what sold your, you sold on a standliner tool? Uh, so I, I was gifted the mini. It's like a little seventy-five. At that time, it was seventy-five dollar tool, and I said, "Okay, I'll try it out." I mean, I'm happy to get anything. And um, I had a Macan, I think it was aluminum, and it just pushed completely different. And after that, I made you know an order, fourteen hundred dollar order for pretty much all the uh, stock standliner tools 
and uh, haven't looked back, man. I, I, I actually love the Standliner tools. They're, they are pretty unique, so I don't use them every day. I, I wish I would, you know, I wish I could, but um, yeah. We're I, still waiting for that, um, for the Standliner video from you. Yeah, it's what coming you out. Learned. It's coming out. It's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting for it. I still I still haven't even picked his brain from the training that he went to Standliner training. And I still haven't even had the tools in my hands. I think you were kind of using one on Friday a little bit, but just it's it's its own yeah. methodology. It's its own, own set of tools, yeah. its own techniques. And they are they you need to, as with any other method of PDR, really hone into it, really practice it, dive deep into it because um, it's something that you really need to practice with just as you do with PDR overall, it's just a constant learning process. Um, as I learned today as well, but just like I learned today, but I know the standliner tools that, you know, I'm going to actually have to dedicate, um, I probably, yeah, a couple of weeks of really using them, Mm -hmm. asking Chris questions on how does this work? Why am I using it this way? Does it work that way? Um, just cause he has more insight on how to use these cause they are a unique style of tool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a new wave. Um, the one thing that I would say is that, you know, uh, Thomas and, and, and Kaz, what you realize is that they literally build the tool for the repair. Almost on each repair, you can just see his passion and in, in, in just tool manufacturing and, and building tools to uniquely uh, you know, work with the damage that he has literally in front of him. Not He's not worried about the car tomorrow. He's worried about right there, what's the most ideal tool? He visions the tool in his head, and he literally runs back there and makes it. Is what I, from what I hear, I, mean, I haven't been there training. But you could just tell he would do that, something like that. So, which got me thinking. I mean, I know a lot of guys don't want to bend their tools up, but it's like you, that's how to get these repairs done so well. I mean, there was... There was uh, some videos that um, with Bryce Kelly, which I feel like Bryce Kelly, you know, is a one of the top techs uh, out here. Um, and sometimes he'll show his tools, and they're always bent up, just, <laughs> just, they just whatever it takes to get that tool in there. So you know, you're constantly, constantly um, adjusting the tool. Yeah, and same thing with Blem. They just, you know, I know they just came out with their new uh, leverage easier, easy leverage tool. Um, and for either a newer tech or someone going on their website and they see this, it's like, oh man, that's kind of funky looking, right? It's like, how am I supposed to use, uh, this tool? It kind of, you know, it's just a straight rod with a ratchet handle on it, but it has this kind of just weird curve at the end. Yeah, I can, I can. And, uh, you know, it definitely has its purpose, uh, and they have a video actually on their website on how to use it. Yeah, it's Marty. And Marty uh, is a Marty from Top Gun yeah, PDR, yeah. Very, very and he's showing how to use the leverage easy from Blem Tool Company. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a specific, you know, style tool that's going to be For used repairs. in yeah, in certain instances, yeah. yeah. Hey, any other questions we go on? Can you send some audio equipment to Peter? Oh, well, <laughs> I got I got a list. I can send them. <laughs> yeah, for sure, no problem. Um, still on a snake is quick thing. Um, snake, I straight line. I I don't use the snake as much, man. I'm I'm more. I guess I do use the snake. I'm in the race snake. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I'm getting confused with the crane. Uh, Juicy J, 
Uh, I don't know if it's the rapper, uh, if he's here on our PDR <laughs> channel or not. What's but up? Juicy J, Juicy J asked, uh, "How do you feel about drilling?" Uh, I don't do it. I know um, this is a controversial last time question my... <laughs> for the PDR technician. I've been using my drill gun a lot for uh, drilling holes in the planter boxes for my wife. But that's Yikes. about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't drill. Um, do you think there are instances where you can or should or um, have to or? I mean, I think yes. I mean, you know that. Yeah, I mean, you have to on a lot. It's 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 one of those things. Do you sit there and take the door panels off? Just the the amount of money that they allow doesn't even allow the the uh, the liability issue when you start taking apart all the door panels and stuff like that. So. Is there a liability issue if you drill on the lot compared to... Yeah, I don't drill like quarter panels though, you know, like into the the quarter panel. If I do a lot, it may be like a door, you know. Um, I, of course, we don't do a lot of retail lot work and, you know, we try to persuade them to let us take the door off and stuff like that. Uh, so I don't drill it at all, but, you know, as a new beginner tech, you know, we used to do um, a lot of these lots and... We just make sense of where we drill, you know. It's just kind of make sure that it's not just five holes in the door. It's just yeah. one. There's yeah. There's a couple. Of, be. Uh, you know, and for, some, it, you know <laughs> for some of you guys then, on here, if you are looking for more information as well, we have a, a Facebook group. We're not super active in it, yeah, uh, but we have a Facebook group, yeah. and we kind of need to get back on that. But there are other PDR groups as well out there on Facebook that would do allow. And I think there was actually a post earlier today or, or a couple days ago that popped up, and you know there were five holes drilled or something like that, just on yeah. a door going all the way down. So being smart about your drilling. Uh, I think is key. Um, but two, I think it's situational. I think you just have to really um, own up to what you're about to do. And if you are dealing with a customer, at least a retail customer, really explain uh, what's going on or what you're about to do. Um, you know, and on the lot, it's kind of hit or miss. You know, I, I think you said, I know early on in my career, uh, drilling was kind of a, a, a huge, not a huge thing. But it definitely was something that wasn't like frowned upon, right? It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, just go ahead and drill it. So it's kind of, I don't know if it's up to the tech or whatever, or it's just situational. I know you really take pride in actually taking things apart and doing it mm -hmm. the correct way. Um, I am as well like that. I know there are situations in where, you know what, I, I've talked to a customer. This is, we have to manufacture access. This is really the only way that this is actually going to get done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I kind of lead with, uh, say it's a front door, you know, there's already typically holes, especially around the keyholes mm -hmm. uh, on the inside of that jam. And there's already a factory hole there. You know, I kind of make, you know, uh, take some of that, that heat off of you by saying, Hey, I'm going to drill a hole in manufacturer access by showing the customer already that there are just factory holes throughout the vehicle. So, um, that's kind of just one of the things I did just kind of prep the customer, uh, before I did something like that. But I think it is situational. Yeah. And David said, how about small holes and dog legs? Nope. I won't do that. That's on the very edge. I don't, I don't see like that how that would a... even make sense. So I don't do that. And I don't do, do that whole area. So I don't drill into the quarter panel, regardless of what the customer says. I don't drill into the quarter panel at all. I don't even do it that on a lot. We, we will take the tail light out 
take the interior. But in the dog leg part, you're not going to sometimes reach down nope. to that part. So you're and what glue pulling it. at that point, yeah. or painting? Paint it, or I yeah, glue pull. Glue pull yeah. or paint. There, there. You know, I do have the um, slot bar from uh, Sal, and that thing can pull some. That thing can pull some stuff out. So, you know, if you don't have the slot bar, you can kind of move those edges uh, if you can uh, with the slot bar. So, yeah, slot bar. Uh, uh, one big piece said he'll do actually do the wheel well um, instead of uh, instead of actually drilling. He said spike the wheel well for quarter panel dents instead of drilling. Not really sure what that meant. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's glue pulling. Um, I don't like that. I don't like that area for drilling. A lot of times it's. A hit or miss and most of the time it's missed yeah. right like it, yeah. like the you just get that one on yeah the tool yeah. choice you have the access you have you're mangling up the hole it's super tight sometimes there is no access whatsoever so you just created a hole for nothing um if you make it right on that very very edge like it's got that little lip with those tiny little plugs i think that's just an unclean repair it just doesn't look right uh it really takes away from the aesthetics of the whole car especially in that yeah. area uh, and if the customer knows you're working in that area and you they see that it's just it doesn't look factory right mm -hmm. it kind of just looks off so in that whole area i'm kind of the same way glue puller paint it's kind of one or the other yeah. uh when it comes to to that specific dog leg area yeah and, and also the rail i don't i don't drill the rail no same here it's like i think that is i can't get it with glue i'm not i'm not drilling it i don't care <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> but that's that's just it uh anything else before we head out of here is now uh we want to make sure hey while we're waiting on some uh some uh, questions to come in. I want to thank our sponsors again, Blim Tools, Dentcraft Tools, and Mobile Tech RX. We want to thank these guys. They're on for a year with us, guys. They believed in us. Uh, we didn't even have to ask. They reached out to us. So uh, thanks again to them and, you know, show some support. Even if you guys send them a message thanking them, all that good stuff. I, I appreciate it. Um, Jonathan says, training. Dave. Yes. Oh, you type in? No big deal. So training, uh, we do offer a one-on-one -on -one training as of right now. Jonathan, just text us and get on down here. You've been a supporter <laughs> of the channel for yeah. so long. Just come on down. We'll spend a weekend with you. We'll see what you need, and, and we'll kind of we'll, figure something we'll out. We'll figure something out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you've been a huge supporter of the channel. I know you've, you know, on Facebook and Instagram, stuff like that, social media. We're going to try to help you out as much as we can. So just give us a shout and see what we can do. Perfect. Yep. All right, David, that's it. Any questions that we want to make sure we answer all of these bad boys? Look like Peter's talking about that snake tool. Yeah, I mean, and that's nice about, you know, our live shows on Mondays. A lot of guys can come on here if they do have questions. Uh, they don't feel comfortable just DMing someone on Instagram, some randomly or something like that. They can come to our live show here on Monday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, uh, and come into the live chat. Either we can answer a question for a PDR tech or the other multiple PDR techs that come in here and flood the chat uh, can help you as well because we all do things differently chris is, is already learning from me i'm already learning from him on the way he does things um and just a lot of the techs in here have offered insight to the way that they do things as well and so that's why i really enjoy this everyone kind of coming together as a collective and really just yeah, kind of exactly. just exchanging you know information about pdr and uh, we kind of get off on this. It's just really what we like. It's in our wheelhouse. We just really enjoy uh, diving deep into PDR, learning about it, the tools and how to manipulate metal and just complex repairs and something that we didn't think we could fix. And we did. And, yeah. you know, we love the whole thing. So we really, you know, appreciate your support, uh, you know, for coming to the channel and, and listening on our podcast and stuff like that. So 
um, yeah, thank you guys. And thank you to our sponsors as well for that, you know. Definitely. So Tony asks, uh, as an aspiring PDR tech, is it possible to train yourself through YouTube or some training videos? I would say no. Is it possible to train yourself through YouTube and some training videos? Is it possible? Yes. I don't think anything's impossible. Uh, I guess you're right. I guess <laughs> um, they positive. I guess you're right. I just don't think, uh, yeah. Um, but are you going to have a lot of questions and maybe struggle with certain things? Yes. Um, is there a way to ask questions and find out information? Yeah. I would say like this. So if you do it with the videos and YouTube, it's probably, you're going to probably prolong that process by years by picking up bad yeah. habits picking up bad habits learning like i know if i train someone i'm training them also for like five years like they're gonna if they remember what i tell them they're gonna say wow this is what he was talking about because they're not gonna get it right then and there right they're gonna have to keep you like blending you you gotta know what you do you gotta know how to push your dead out before you can actually blend or even think about blending you gotta have that muscle memory of knocking down the kind of yeah. fine tune to see in that metal move. So it's like, you're going to get it once you start, you know, when we teach you blending, you're going to start getting it as you become proficient at blending. You're going to say, Oh, I see why he doesn't do it in this incident and stuff like that. So but anyway, I think, uh, yeah, you said, you said, or is one-on-one -on -one vital. It is, it is. And it doesn't have to be something that you pay. You know, if you, if you can offer your help with another technician, uh, give them two or three days, walk a lot with them and, and just watch. I had to correct a gentleman um, that hung out with me. And I said, let me see how you push. He just didn't even stand right. He had no power the way he was standing. I said, get a base, you know, square up with this dent. And as soon as he did it, he was like, wow, that's something so much that power. simple. And I'm like, you would He's been through videos. <laughs> he, actually, another guy trained him. So he just didn't pay attention to those little things. And I'm like, wow, you know, like <laughs> I changed this guy. And, you know, I asked from time to time, like, how well is he doing? Oh, he's actually doing great now. I mean, it's like, yeah, now he has power. He, he didn't have much power. It wasn't like the dude bench like 300 pounds. It's like he needs every effort. He needs the hip and everything moving with him. So those little small changes uh, will matter. I mean, it may take years to pick up on, wow, I need to position my body a little differently or position the light a little differently. How many, how many guys you know? When you first, you know, year and they still don't know where to position the light. I mean, that right there matters. Yeah. And yeah. that could, that could be And there are training videos out there, day. you know, that do explain all of these things. Um, but I think just having that one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, man, I don't know. That's kind of a toss-up. <laughs> Is it possible? Yes. You know what I mean? Are you, are you going to pick up bad habits? Most likely. Also, yes. And, and like you said, prolong uh, yeah. you kind of getting to that next level of technician. Uh, you're going to kind of prolong that. If you can find one-on-one -on -one training, that is going to be key. Uh, but, you know, some training is, you know, pretty expensive. And, and yeah, you know, sure. if you really want to get into PDR, you're going to kind of have to put the, not your money where your mouth is, but just kind of really like. I'll put your time. I mean, just di yeah, dive into, dive into training and, and really become a PDR tech if it's what you want to do. But, um, you know, is it possible with online training YouTube videos? I'm going to say, yeah. But it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a very long time. The questions that you're going to be having may be very simple. And that's going to be two, three, four years down the road. You're going to be asking these questions that probably could have been corrected in the beginning uh, off of the bat. When, if you had a trainer right next to you, positioning your body, correcting certain yeah. things about your light and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of a hit or miss. But I think 
it's it is possible it's going to take a long time and a lot of practice so um yeah yep. <laughs> i'm self-trained yes it's possible so just, just perfect self-trained okay well yeah. <laughs> there you have it guys yeah it's possible like i said it, it's not yeah. impossible I'll say that yeah. it's not impossible i mean the way i learned it was kind of i won't say lackluster but it was it was more of like the training wasn't like someone coaching me it was the constant coaching in for five years you know like hey i got stuck on something but i had to reach out first and be like yo what would you do on this or hang out with the guy you know hey i got a larger pair all right i'm gonna come watch you i'll take my time to come watch why you are you doing that what is that why did you grab that what are you doing right, right now exactly. you know actually actively exactly. engaged into the learning process of right. from an you know with another tech yeah yeah and so i had to reach out you know for all that stuff yeah so it's like jim what is his currently sal's training videos yeah now sal may have some uh i haven't watched any of sal's videos so on the training side i think he has a training like a whole series or something like that. So I haven't watched it. I know Dent Trainer has some pretty good stuff out there. I mean, I all my I guys uh, watch Dent Trainer. I think Dent Trainer probably has one of the best uh, training platforms out there. And now it's inexpensive, fifty bucks a month or something like that. So yeah, very it's great. Yeah, priced. great information. Uh, you can definitely learn a lot. Uh, but as we've stated on this show before, previous shows. Um, training not training is practice is key yeah, practice. uh practice 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 with this experience just getting metal time uh is key um i as of friday i hadn't pushed for two months and it was difficult yeah. it was definitely difficult uh to get uh, to get tools in my hands again and looking at a light and start pushing and i'm like oh man like it's i act you know it's like if you don't yeah, use it you yeah. lose it type thing yeah. and it's like oh you know there's a little struggle there for me and and so um practice is key you know yeah. and so training and training is a part of that but well, thank uh, you tony i'm glad the channel helped you i try to have the videos kind of align with how the repair uh was so you can kind of see me jump back and forth from pushing the blending to pushing the knocking down to pushing you know so hopefully you're getting some tips uh i try to throw some tips in for the experienced guys if uh they can get stuff out of the video and then obviously some of the diy not that really diy but some of the uh the newer techs uh to get some information but yeah so it's dent trainer.com yep. real simple they're kind of like the early adopters with the training um, Mike Toledo and John Hiley put that together. Um, and they have like a lot of business stuff on that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great bucks. resource. It's a great resource for PDR Tucks. Uh, I do as well. <laughs> so, as it is. All right, guys, we're going to head out, right? That's yeah, it. let's so go. We're going to head out. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Please, before you uh, go, hit the thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate it. If you can, share the um, the show with uh, on Facebook or Instagram or any of those platforms. And uh, we appreciate everybody for uh, joining us this evening. <laughs> yeah, thank you to our sponsors once again, Blem Tool Company, Mobile Tech RX, Dentcraft Tools. They help us put this together. Uh, and then if you guys do miss this show on Monday night, you can also catch us on any podcast platform. Um, the main ones being uh, Spotify, Google Play, I always forget, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, podcast. So, yeah, so uh, thank you guys that. once again. <laughs> uh, thank you guys in the chat for always engaging. And we'll see you on the next one. Yep, and don't forget, we actually have unscripted. So on these podcasts, we have different content on there. So you get a little bit of me and Dave just talking, or not just me and Dave, other people, about just some raw talk, you know, so that's why we call it unscripted. So.
So yeah. Jump on those uh, those podcasts, guys. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Peace.